Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage, the page poet. That is my signature. It is now 8.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm coming to you live on Tuesday, June 18th, year 2019. And I'm going to brief you in at this time as to what this show's itinerary has to offer to you tonight. We will begin with the open forum discussion hour. And for tonight, that open forum discussion will take place now, beginning now. And we look to end 9 p.m., no later than 9.15. And here's what the topic is for tonight. For tonight, 
our topic is the Buy Black Movement. And we will be discussing in detail about the Buy Black Week, which started on June the 17th, which was Monday. Yes, on yesterday, Buy Black Week begins. And this is a national movement. Yes, this is. And it starts now, it started on Monday, the 17th of June, and it will continue through June the 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, a full week. And here is the focus for tonight's show's itinerary, supporting the Buy Black campaign supporting the Buy Black campaign. So I want to say to you, I know some of you were listening. Yes, that was me drumming. I do have some drums and I was uh, doing a little drumming at the onset of tonight's show's recording launch. So yes, thank you. I see some smiling faces, thumbs up. I'm glad that everybody appreciated that. That was just a little tribute in honor of, yes, the motherland. And here's some important information. I'm going to read a quote, and this is coming from www.ibuyblack.org. And here's that quote. It reads, economic say the average dollar earned by Black stays in our community for six hours. Compare that to the white community. Dollars circulate in the white community for 17 days. Some laugh at our spending habits. Then they harvest our dollars like locusts in a field of corn. They don't care that strong black businesses are good for the entire community. Considering the potential to lower crime and violence, all people should make a point of supporting Black businesses. These words, again, are coming from www.ibuyblack.org. Yes, these are not my words. These words are a quote directly from the www.ibuyblack.org website. Also, BPN. Yes, you heard me correctly. The business um, news. Yes, and and it targets uh, promoting business news about the Black community. BPN invites you to visit their website, okay? And you can go to www.ibuyblack.org. I repeat, www ibuyblack.org. So, there you have it. Click to see a list of, of businesses that you can visit for specials during the Buy Black Week and discounts. So, yes. Invest your dollars in your community businesses this week. Do it knowingly 
aware that if you are investing, you are helping to build, okay? It's time to build. There's been a lot of decay. There's been a lot of businesses that have folded because of lack of support. This is the time to correct what's wrong. We can do this. All it takes, all it takes is commitment saying, I will invest. This is the week where it doesn't matter what city you live in. This is a national movement. Okay. And a big shout out to the North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina business community. They are doing a lot. I have not uh, come across anything on social media or on the internet that hasn't had their signet in regards to the Buy Black Week. They are doing so much to promote this and to encourage our young as well as our old to invest our dollars into our black businesses. If we do this, we will see more black businesses thriving and not struggling, okay? So that is the end game. For those who would like to call in, I'm gonna give the call in direction. The number to dial is 867-292-3000. Six, six. I repeat, 867-292-3066. Our show's ID number is 133-193. I repeat, 133-193. And if you have not become a member of TalkShoe. You are entering the show as a guest. Here's how you can enter the show as a guest. Simply press the pound key first, press number one, and then the pound key. I repeat, in order to enter the show as a guest, you must first press Number one on your telephone keypad, and then press the pound key. To join the chat room, simply visit www.talkshoe.com. I repeat, www.talkshoe.com, ladies and gentlemen. After you have done that, you need to navigate directly to the Exceptional Scribble Shows home page. How to do that is you would simply type in the show's ID number in the space bar provided at the top of the page. The show's ID number is 133193. I repeat, 133193. I want to say a special thank you again to all supporters of the Buy Black Movement. I want to give a special shout out to Mom Sandra Wilkes. Yes, Mom Sandra Wilkes. I am giving a special shout out to her. She is one of the key organizers who does a lot to promote the Buy Black movement, especially within the city of Philadelphia on the East Coast. So I want to give a special shout out to her. 
to allow her to know that, yes, your efforts to support our Black business community are not in vain. We love you and appreciate all that you do. So uh, with that being said, for those who are on Facebook, yes, I must address our social media fans. Yes, we have a lot of fans who follow our fan page. We have a fan page for the Exceptional Scribble Show. You can visit our fan page on Facebook. You would simply type in the or the Exceptional Scribble Show. Simply type in the or the exceptional scribble show. When you type in the name of the show, you will navigate directly to the show's fan page. Yes, and on the radio show's fan page, you will find lots of details, lots of descriptions, lots of ad posts, lots of information specifically about the radio show who our guests are, who our guests were uh, from past episodes, how you can hear past recorded episodes. All of that detail is available for you on our show's fan page, which is on Facebook. For those that are on Twitter, yes, we do have a Twitter account. Feel free to visit our Twitter account, see what's there. We keep updates listed there as well. Again, our Twitter, um, our Twitter, page is exceptional scribble yes at twitter exceptional scribble at twitter i want to say again thank you so much to each and everyone who is a supporter of by black week and again i must reiterate by black week began on yesterday which was monday june the 17th year 2019 and it continues on through june the 23rd year 2019. More about the Buy Black movement and supporting the Buy Black campaign. This is a fact, not rhetoric. And this quote you can find uh, on the ibuyblack.org webpage, okay? This is a direct quote, which is featured on the www.ibuyblack.org webpage and it reads as follows and yes i read it earlier but i'm going to re-read it because some new listeners are tuning in now and i want them to hear this information and it reads as follows economics say the average dollar earned by blacks stays in our community for six hours Compare that to the white community. Dollars circulate in the white community for 17 days. Some laugh at our spending habits, then they harvest our dollars like locusts in a field of corn. They don't care that strong black businesses are good for the entire community. Considering the potential to lower crime and violence, all people should make a point of supporting black businesses and i do want to reiterate that is a direct quote from the www.ibuyblack.org 
webpage. Also VPN, and this has everything to do with the business. Yes, our business owners have a newspaper, a newsletter, which features our black businesses. It gives information about events that our black businesses are sponsoring, hosting, um, things like that. It is very, very imperative that you and I are well informed about what's going on within the economic business infrastructure within the Black community. Because if we're not aware of what's going on, how can we support what we don't know? So we need to get our knowledge base more endowed in reference to what Black businesses exist in our community? Who are the owners of, this, of these Black businesses? When are they having fundraisers? And, and what are they doing within the community to build? And how can I be a part of their networking? How can I support them? How can I help promote what their businesses are, their business mission and, and vision? How can I help them fulfill it? What things do they need and how can I help to contribute to them for having their needs fulfilled? When our black business owners succeed, we all as a community succeed. Let us not forget that. When our black businesses are successful, we as a community, we succeed and we too are successful. We're in this together. It is a network. We are all connected as a community people. Don't forget that. So do, yes, do. We need to contribute by way of our money. We need to put our money where our mouth is. Now is the time for us to do just that to encourage our Black businesses to continue to thrive and succeed forward, not to fail. So many have fallen, fallen into failure because of the lack of support. So um, I just wanted to share that. Also, Black Restaurant Week returns to Philly. Now this goes out to our Philadelphia and Delaware Valley and Tri-State residents. Black Restaurant Week returns to Philly. And I'm gonna share a little more about that. Black Restaurant Week begins on June the 9th, year 2019, this year. It began on June the 9th. And this is very significant information. Black Restaurant Week returns to Philly. It began on June 9th, year 2019, and it continues through June the 23rd, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget it. So the Buy Black movement. Let's support it and the Buy Black campaign. Also, Black Restaurant Week, let's support that here in Philly. 
It has already started since June the 9th, and it will continue and carry on through June the 23rd. You can go online and you can look this up. You can do a Google search. Black Restaurant Week returns to Philly, year 2019. All the restaurants are listed. Um, on June the 5th, 2019, Philly's second annual Black Restaurant Week launched. And it featured meal deals at nearly a dozen Black-owned restaurants, plus special events. So see, there's a lot of things we need to get better acclimated about as for our support. Black Restaurant Week is happening in Philly. Black Restaurant Week is happening in Philly. Again, it began on June the 9th. It will end on June the 23rd. That means today, which is June the 18th, it is ongoing. June the 19th, it is still ongoing. June the 20th, it's ongoing. June the 21st, it's ongoing. June the 22nd, it's ongoing. June the 23rd, it is still ongoing, but will end when June the 24th begins. And I want to say to all, Black Restaurant Week, this is the time to support Black businesses. Bring your family. Take your family out. Yes, your children, your spouse. Make it a family affair. Grandmoms, grandchildren. Come on now. And I'm going to share a little more information about Black Restaurant Week. Why? Because it's necessary. Philly joined Black Restaurant Week in 2018, not long after the nationally recognized event began in Houston, Texas, in year 2016. The goal of the participating cities is to build wealth in the Black culinary industry and celebrate African-American and Caribbean cuisines. Black Restaurant Week, Fast Facts. Now this is key. Black Restaurant Week, Fast Facts. So I'm giving everyone a chance now, get your pencils, your pens. Yes, get your pencils with erasers if need be, get your notebooks you can get your marble composition books with a pencil or your electronic notebooks because yes this is the digital area i'm sorry era this is the digital era okay so here's some black restaurant week fast facts do 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 let me play get the drum roll going Fact one, 11 restaurants around Philadelphia offer breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, and happy hour specials. 
Dun, 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 dun. Fact number two, American, African, and Caribbean restaurants serve familiar comfort foods and international favorites. Dun, 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 dun. Fact number three, special events include a pop-up dinner and a bartending competition. And those are three Black Restaurant Week Fast Facts. And I'm going to give the dates again because somebody just tuned in and they're like, when does Black Restaurant Week begin? I heard that it's in June. Well, it already started. It started on June the 9th, but it carries on and or continues through June the 23rd. Yes, there's featured meal deals. And listen, you won't be disappointed. The Philadelphia restaurants participating in Black Restaurant Week include Cedar Spot, I'm sorry, Cedar Park. Let me re-read that. The Philadelphia restaurants participating in Black Restaurant Week includes Cedar Park, spots like Ask Some Mediterranean Kitchen, Hmm, and Booker's Bar and Restaurant, plus the only location of Just to Serve You, which dishes out soul food and seafood. Restaurants and neighborhoods across the city and the Philadelphia countryside are part of the 2019 event. And yes, we're talking about Black Restaurant Week. It has already begun. It began on June the 9th, year 2019, and it continues through June the 23rd. Don't miss out. If you miss out, you will regret missing out. You don't want to miss out. This is some key information. Now, I'm going to give some names of restaurants that are participating in Black Restaurant Week. Write this information down, please. Yes, the archive link of tonight's recorded show and broadcast becomes available on tomorrow. However, you'll want to write these restaurants' names down. Or, I mean, store them on your iPad, save them. Store them in your notes, notes on your cell phone. It's up to you. Uh, you could even record this. Uh, as I say them, you can record them. Use your phone as a, a pocket recorder. But I'm gonna list what restaurants are participating now. Here are the restaurants participating in Black Restaurant Week in Philly. 48th Street Grill, 
Axum Mediterranean Kitchen. Bistro or Bistro 870 Restaurant and Lounge. Blue Diamond Juicery. Booker's Restaurant and Bar. Hot as in H-A-U-T-E, restaurant and lounge. Just to serve you. Rhythm and Brunch Cafe. Rose Petals Cafe. Star Fusion and Tasty's Restaurant. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have just provided a list. And I'm going to repeat. Yes, I'm going to repeat this information because I do understand. I may have gone a little faster than some of you were able to jot things down. So, I'm going to repeat. These are the names. I'm going to list them of restaurants participating in Black restaurant week. They include 48th Street Grill, Axum Mediterranean Kitchen, Bistro or Bistro 870 Restaurant and Lounge, Blue Diamond Juicery, Booker's Restaurant and Bar, Hot Restaurant and Lounge, Just to Serve you. Rhythm and Brunch Cafe. Rose Petals Cafe. Star Fusion and Tasty's Restaurant. That is a total of 11. These are the restaurants participating in Black Restaurant Week in the city of Philadelphia and the state Pennsylvania. Um, and I do want to say to all of these restaurant owners of each of the restaurants that were mentioned, we salute you highly. And for your efforts in community building, you have opened the door to many supporters supporting your business. So let's keep it as a tradition. Yes, Black Restaurant Week in Philly, in Philly should never stop or cease to be. It is a tradition that brings the community together and it encourages good social relations between the community, its patrons, the businesses, the business owners and their patrons. So we need to do this we need to keep this tradition going in the city of Philly and beyond. And we need not stop. We need to carry it on. And we need to encourage the new entrepreneurs, new businesses that are opening, new restaurants and eateries to do the same, participate in this. This is community building. If we don't support our own, we're going to fall divided. So let's stand united. 
We can do this. Philly is rich in black culture and history. I'm reading this and this is listed on youwishyouknew.com. You as in the letter U, wish, W-I-S-H. You as in the letter U again. New as in the letter N and the letter U. Youwishyouknew.com. And again, it's all about Black Restaurant Week, which started on June 9th, year 2019, and it ends June the 23rd. That means it continues or carries on through June 23rd, and it will not continue on June 24th. So we need to be about this. Let's support Black Restaurant Week in Philly, ladies and gentlemen. You can afford this. Come on now. Philly is rich in Black culture and history. This information is directly from, these are quotes from the youwishyouknew.com webpage. Philly is rich in Black culture and history, and its restaurant scene is a prime example. Some of the city's most delicious and dynamic menus are served at Black-owned restaurants. Here are featured events. Black Restaurant Week hosts three ticketed events starting Tuesday, June 11th, with the Roma Culinary Panel Discussion, an industry event featuring business experts. Attendees can learn how to raise capital, operate a business, and mass distribute recipes. On Thursday, June 20th, which is this Thursday, let me repeat this date, because we need to support our black businesses, and we need to do it now. And Black Restaurant Week, I am in full support of this as a tradition unending in the city of Philly. As we all know, it began in Houston, year 2016, but it's not over. It's in Philly now, and other cities are embracing this. We're not going to let it go here in Philly. We're going to keep this tradition going. On Thursday, June 20th, Power of the Palette. I repeat, this week, this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday, you heard me correct. On this week, this Thursday, June 20th, Power of the Palette bartending competition will be in full effect. Do you hear the intensity? Yes, you can hear it, not just in my voice, but I hear it in someone else other than mine out there and you're like, what? Yes, on Thursday, June 20th, this week, Thursday, Power of the Palette, Bartending competition invites guests to sip and vote for their favorite cocktails crafted by local mixologists. Local mixologists. So here we go. Not only are we supporting Black Restaurant Week, Black businesses, we're supporting our local talented gifted culinary artists, some of which are mixologists. 
they know how to mix your favorite cocktail in the most superb quality tasting manner. So we want to salute them. It is an art. Oh, yes, it is. Whether you agree to what is being mixed or not, <laughs> I'm going to say this. Mineral water, add some lime, add some pineapple, add a cherry on top, and a, a sprig of mint, mint leaf. Let me tell you something. A cool and refreshing drink, that is. What a mix. It's all about knowing how to blend things. And some, you would say, well, peach snaps and um, a little bourbon or vodka and uh, throw in some pineapple, um, light on the rocks, but cool. You know, we got some high humidity days coming up. Anyway, I'm not a mixologist. I'm not going to give a recipe because that's not my area of expertise. But I will say when something is mixed right, that's called chemistry. When you know how to mix the right amount and the right temperature to serve it, you are on to something ladies and gentlemen so the final event of philly's second annual black restaurant week is let me get my drum the art of flavor pop up dinner and the art of flavor pop-up dinner takes place on this week friday june the 21st Woo! featuring cbd infused food art and cocktails chef elijah milligan who grew up in philadelphia and recently returned to local kitchens leads the event. Milligan also co-founded the Cooking for the Culture Dinner Series, which highlights Black chefs around the city. Woo, this is major, people. The final event of Philly's second annual Black Restaurant Week is the Art of the flavor, I'm sorry, the art of flavor. I love that title, the art of flavor. Pop-up dinner, let me put it all together. The art of flavor, pop-up dinner. Wow. On Friday, June the 21st, featuring CBD, hyphen infused food, art, and cocktails. Chef Elijah Milligan, who grew up in Philadelphia and recently returned to local kitchens, leads the event. Milligan also founded the Cooking for the Culture Dinner series, which highlights Black chefs around the city. 
at its heart, Black Restaurant Week is about supporting the community. Let me repeat that. At its heart, Black Restaurant Week is about supporting the community, people. So why do this? It's essential to support the community. Black Restaurant Week again. It began on June 9th and it ends on June 23rd. Don't neglect yourself that you know you can commit to being. Don't just say, well, I'm not into tradition. Listen, it's about family. It's about community. It's about just doing. We spend much as we don't do what we know we should do. We neglect ourselves an opportunity to make things better in the community. When we fail to try. Black Restaurant Week is about supporting the community people. Let's not let this event pass. It's and supporting who we are. When we engage in supporting this event, what we're saying is black, our black business community matters. It matters, our black business community matters. And we know it and in support of it, we care to donate our dollars. We're putting our money where our mouth is, why? because it's necessary. Come on, people. It's time to do this. It's time to support our Black business community. Let's do it. Why? Because it is our just do. Again, Black Restaurant Week began on June the 9th and it continues through June the 23rd. Various locations. Are participating and I'm going to list the restaurants that are participating in black restaurant week. Please make a note of this 48th Street Grill. Axum Mediterranean Kitchen. Bistro or Bistro 870, Restaurant and Lounge, Blue Diamond Juicery, Booker's Restaurant and Bar, Hot Restaurant and Lounge, Just to Serve You, Rhythm and Brunch Cafe, Rose Petals Cafe, Star 
fusion tasties restaurant. So let's not neglect our civic duty. Yes, I'm going to put it like that. No, it's not jury duty. It's your civic duty as for being a community member and support of your community. That means that you know Black businesses matter because the infrastructure of the Black community becomes weak and not strong when its business community does not thrive. We've got to invest our dollars in our Black businesses more than just six hours a day. Okay, we already heard this statistic report. It was read about two or three times tonight. I took my time and read it, and I tell you, I gasped to, to read it. Even before, before I read it, I gasped because it's like these are the numbers. This is the stat. This is where we are. This is what we've come to. Why? We should be further along. We should be more supportive and less segregated amongst ourselves. We've got to show that our Black business community matters, people. And we've got to show it now. We've got to say, I am tired of losing. I am tired of the violence in my community. And one way to see it in is to build the infrastructure of the Black business within the Black community. To build the economic business infrastructure within the Black community. And we can, yes, we can. It takes everyone connected, not disconnected. We've got to connect again. We've got to say it's time out. It's time out of competing against each other and not sharing our wealth to help build bridges within our communities. Too many walls are dilapidated within our community. Too many homes are broken. Our communities need strong a strong infrastructure, a strong economy. Yes, our black community needs a strong business economy. We've got to support our black businesses and we've got to salute our black business owners. And we need to sponsor black businesses because black businesses do matter. It does. It matters. It makes the difference. When a child can see the businesses within this community are thriving, their esteem is impacted. They feel good about being a part of that community. And they start envisioning, hey, this is what I want to be like when I get older. I want to succeed in, in 
business. And I would like to own a business like this one. So why can't we start making their dreams tangible by supporting one another? There's a lot of black businesses, black businesses that are small, black independent contractors that are starting off their businesses small, but their end is big or great. And all they need is support. Why aren't we supporting our own? Every community supports their own. We've got to change our minds about a lot of things. It's not about Billy has more capital than I do. And so I'm just going to keep my little nest egg or, you know, my, my investments in my little corner over here because it looks like Billy's Corner is thriving and, and, and growing and expanding. And I can't even see much of what my business efforts and pursuits are doing in the community because theirs is just outshining. The factor of being in competition is killing us. Why are we competing against ourselves? We are because I am because we are. So there's no need to compete. Each of us helps the next one step up like spokes on the ladder. Our shoulders become those spokes for the next generation. There's no need to compete. In order for us to thrive better and to succeed as a community, we must say to each other, you matter. Yes, you do. You matter. And I'm going to do what I can to, to help support you and what your efforts are. Now, there's some more information to be shared. Again, this is coming from the you wish you knew.com page on Black Restaurant Week. And it reads follows, at its heart, Black Restaurant Week is about supporting the community. While much of the two-week event in Philly and other participating cities is about fun with food, Black Restaurant Week has partnered for its second year with Family Agriculture Resource Management Services. The nonprofit supports farmers of color by providing free, legal and technical services and its farms to food bank program. Helps communities experiencing food insecurity. The nonprofit supports farmers of color by providing free legal and technical services and its farms, F-A-R-M-S. The food bank program helps communities experiencing food insecurity. Prepare your appetite and get ready for good food and good times during Philly's 
Black Restaurant Week. And I just wanted to read that because a lot of times we hear information, but we don't hear facts enough. And the facts are what we need to hear the most. Not just information. We need the facts. The Buy Black Movement. And I would encourage everyone, if you have not visited www.buyblackmovement.com, it's time for you to do so now. There is an initiative being promoted. This Buy Black Movement is all about community building. Our community has under gone much abuse and oppression here in this land. We call today the United States of America or USA. We know that the original name was given by the indigenous, the aboriginals who lived here first. And one of the original names was Turtle Island. And I was told it was because turtles washed up on the shores of the land and they were widespread on this land. We refer to it as North America, Central America, South America. It was once called Turtle Island, not segregated land as we do today. We've got to change our language. We speak, and so it is. And we got to remember the, the, in the Hebrew, and it speaks about that, what you say, you create, you make it, you create. So the power is in your tongue. What universe are you creating for you and the next generation? What worlds are you creating? So we need to change our minds about how we communicate and the language words that we choose. I do want to say again, www.buyblackmovement.com, www.buyblackmovement.com. And I'm going to share current year to date. 68,448 members have joined the Buy Black Movement in 100, I'm sorry, let me repeat. Now this is all factual. 68,448 members have joined the Buy Black Movement thus far. And this is year to date. Also, the Buy Black Movement members reside in 156 countries. Not cities, countries. Okay? Black products sold so far. 140,000. And 21. I repeat, black products sold so far 140,021. 
These are products sold from black businesses to black consumers. Products sold from black businesses to black consumers. And here's another fact. Some may not already know this, so I wanna make sure I take my time sharing these facts. Join the black, I'm sorry, join the buy black movement and start buying black today. You can join now, it's free. Did you hear me, ladies and gentlemen? Join the buy black movement and start buying black today. In other words, it's never too late. It's never too late to start. It's not. It's better late than not or never. Join the Buy Black movement and start buying black today. Join now. It's free. There's no cost. There's no fee. It's free. There are three parts of the movement, and I'm going to share this because this is key information right here. There are three parts of the Buy Black movement. Black consumers buy the products. That's called the supporter program. Black people sell the products. That's called the tag team marketing opportunity. And black businesses supply the products. And that's called the supplier program. There are three parts of the movement. And I'm going to say the name title for each part. Supporters, marketers, and suppliers. Now I'm going to break it down when I share the titles. There are three parts of the movement, and I'm referring to the Buy Black movement. First, the supporters. The supporters. Who are they? Black consumers buy the products. That initiates the supporter program. Number two, the marketers. Who? Black people sell the products. Tag team marketing opportunity. And number three, suppliers. Who? The black businesses supply the products. And this initiates what's called the supplier program. So ladies and gentlemen, now you know the three parts of the Buy Black movement. You have the supporters, the marketers, and the suppliers. This is awesome. Well designed and orchestrated for success. Global and global. That means the local and global combined, global. Okay. So I want to encourage you again if you have not visited the www.fiblackmovement.com homepage. It is time that you do so now. Better late, better late than never, ladies and gentlemen. Better late than never. So much to do. Um, so I'm going to take a little break.
I'm going to take a little break right now. You're going to hear a little music, some drumming, be inspired. Um, that's also part of our culture. Jim, the djembe, bongo, congo, whatever you want to say. With that being said, 
you heard the talking drum, compliments of sage, the page poet. That is my signature. I have a poem because we're talking about the Bi Black movement and we need to be sincere, never disingenuous when we say we support our community. So I'm gonna get into some spoken word art at this time as we await some other callers that will be calling in. And I wanna encourage everyone tonight to look down within the depth of your soul and discover what are you committed to doing for your community? A lot of times we complain and we say, I don't like this, too much violence, too much drugs, too much uh, teen mothers or single parent homes. We complain to the hilt about what we don't like that we see but we forget there's a root to every cause. And I'm gonna share a poem. This poem is entitled, What Are Lilies? So bear with me. When the lotus cries, her tears formed into seeds. And were planted deeply into fertile soil. The result was a genius plant called the water lily. Be inspired by the story of the water lily. Her song is rare. Water lilies have a distinct voyage. Their rites of passage is not glorious. They are acquainted with detestable circumstances at birth, i.e. crack babies, AIDS babies, rejected from the womb baby, or born too soon babies. Water lilies are not a prima donna, a diva, or a pampered princess at birth. Water lilies are undesirables, undervalued. They are the unsung heroines and heroes that defy nature to ascend from dirt. Water lilies are born into oppression prone to regression, bound by affliction. Water lilies are subject to many woes. They are most often hated and rarely celebrated. Water lilies emerge from murky and muddy waters. They fight adversity to grow and grow. Water lilies overcome the cold. And the water regrave to assert their throne to affirm their relevance 
to declare their triumph. Water lilies don't look pretty when you witness their beginnings. To see them at birth, you would not perceive them as beautiful. The tragedies in life mar them, scar them, disbar them. They are too often despised. Water lilies don't experience a pleasant early childhood. They are rebuked and scorned, mishandled, forlorn, unkempt, some even unborn. Their speech is unrefined. The lilies of the field are always praised. They are glorious and bold, honored and esteemed among men and women. The lilies of the field don't toil or spin, never experiencing a hard knock life, but only tasting the joy of living carefree. The bourgeois family conceits, the water lily choosing to ascend became the spiritual symbol of ascension rather than to be cynical. The water lily transmutes its rejection and lower class distinction into a testimony of grace and glory. The perfection and refinement of the soul can only come through the hardships of life. Being persecuted has its advantages. Water lilies have a story that's quite different from the lilies of the field. What lily are you? What's your story? And that's that piece. What are lilies? By Sage the Page Poet. That's my signature. At this time, I'm welcoming the co host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. Welcome, Warriors Queens of Pora Thelma. <clears throat> Thank you, Sage the Poet. You're welcome. And, and that poem was definitely one point. What oh, about thank water lilies? Yes. Uh, yes, water awesome. lilies. I've never heard of them, but the way that you describe, you know, their biography is mm -hmm. symbolism. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. And I do want to announce, again, this is the uh, Buy Black Week which started on yesterday, which was Monday, June 17th, and it continues on through June the 23rd. So we are supporting the Buy Black campaign, and this is the Buy Black Movement initiative. And I wanna share again, some very important facts, and that is something that you can find if you go to www.ibuyblack.org, and this is a direct quote from that source, it reads as follows. 
Economics say the average dollar earned by Blacks stays in our community for six hours. Compare that to the white community. Dollars circulate in the white community for 17 days. Some laugh at our spending habits. Then they harvest our dollars like locusts in a field of corn. They don't care that strong black businesses are good for the entire community. Considering the potential to lower crime and violence, all people should make a point of supporting black businesses. And for anyone that wants more information about how they can support this week, which is again, the Buy Black Week, you can simply go to www.ibuyblack.org. I repeat, www.ibuyblack.org. And that is it. I just wanted to share that quote again. And I tell you, it really does help with gaining a better perspective on what to do as for investing our dollars. We want to see our business community thriving. We want to see the economic infrastructure within the Black community strong. Then we've got to change how we invest our dollars and put our money where our mouth is. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. And at this time, this is the free publishing tips hour in full effect. The lead facilitator is the co-host of the exceptional scribble show, Warrioress Queen, Zipporah Thelman. Welcome, Warrioress Queen. Wado, um, page to page poet, and Asa Inouye Nigada. Good evening, everyone. In my Cherokee yeah. language. Mm -hmm. I am Warriors Queen Zipporah Selman, and I am going to start my pre publishing information hour with my writing advice and discoveries, which are the following three. Number one, dreams are fought to get and keep. Number two, do more of and talk less about your dream. And number three, banned books lists are authors as advertisers. I will now take questions and I will now take questions and comments for the three pieces of writing advice and discoveries. Okay. You can start with number one, and can you repeat it for those that are just now tuning in and make sure everybody heard it fully? Sure. Number one, dreams are fought to get and keep. Affirmative. All right, number two. Do more of and talk less about your dream. Now, one more time for, for number two. Sure. Do more of and talk less about your dream. 
Yes, I I agree. And and here's why I'm I'm gonna say I agree. Uh there are dream killers out there. Mm-hmm. And these are the persons that as soon as a dream is told, their job is to uh, to make you abort that dream. They're gonna say everything to dis to deter you from fulfilling the dream. They are dream killers. Beware mm-hmm. of dream killers because they are many and they come in many different forms. Uh, they'll come and say, now, why do you want to do that? Okay, that's one of the ways they come. Another way they'll come with words is, oh, don't be silly. Black men or black women, they don't do such things. Or they'll come and say, well, where are you going to get the money? You ain't got the money. Mm -hmm. Um, Dream killers have a variety of quotes that they use to deter you from fulfilling your dream. You have to be secure in what you know, and you have to be strong where Mm -hmm. you can hear what they're saying, but you don't believe it or conceive it. You don't allow it to take root in your soul and heart and mind where you say, I know what I'm here to do and somehow, some way I'm going to fulfill it. And it doesn't matter who's not supporting me. I'm believing that I'm going to do it and I'm going to uh, make certain that whatever I need to do, I get it done. You have to be strong with that mind. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. So, yes, that's true. Yes, and I also want to thank you, uh, Sage the Page, and I also want to add where you would say, you know, black men and women, you know, don't do this, that, and the other. And another thing is have a true self-identity, and what I mean is black is a standard. I mean, Mm -hmm. black has no standard. So the true identity for quote-unquote black men and women is indigenous. Thank you. Very good. Mm-hmm. And we must have that. That's true. And I also, you're welcome. I also want to read, you know, for a uh, positive affirmation for number two of do more of and talk less about your dream. Mm-hmm. And in connecting to your comment, Sage, I'm going to read from on a website called Chad and Coco's House. Uh, was uh, fan is Chadwick Boseman fan fiction, and this is from the story titled Wingman in Chapter Two. And here is what's you know right up connected to what Number Two is about. Maybe, maybe she's right. What, Chad? No, I've been here for nine years. T, I don't have S to show for it. Not a steady TV spot, a commercial, a straight to DVD movie. Nothing. I'm chasing a dream that wasn't meant for me. Another awkward silence enveloped the stuffy New York apartment while you tried to find the words to lift his spirits. A joke at this time was obviously inappropriate, and there was no way that you would agree with that you would agree with him. Sure, he hadn't landed any serious roles, but he was overlooking the work that he had accomplished. 
Deep Azure was a tremendous success and his directorial work garnered, garnered so many accolades that he was beginning to need another page for his official biography. Most importantly, his work with the kids at the Schaumburg Center was impactful. At any point in the afternoon, one could find middle school age children crowded around Chadwick and hanging on to his every word as if his voice held the key to life. They respected him more than anyone else in the building, wanting nothing more than to make Mr. Chad proud. And I'm going to stop there. And T, the letter T, like Ted, that was his best friend, Tasha, in the story. In the story, rather. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, sometimes it's art. They say art imitates mm. life. Art mm. actually promotes life. Mm. I wouldn't say it imitates life. Art is life. Art promotes life. It testifies of what is. And a lot of times, as writers and literary artists, uh, we tend to use fiction as our paint or canvas to declare mm -hmm. what is the truth about us and others. And, and fiction, one would say, oh, well, you know, it's not real. It, Fiction is real. It's a way to tell what's real in a way that it can be well received by most. So you have a lot of, just like comedians, they'll use a joke mm -hmm. to tell about something that's <laughs> real. Because they know if I can get someone to, to humor me when I say this, then I can have their undivided attention and they'll hear what I'm saying and take it to heart a lot easier or better than they would if I just came out and gave it to them straight. Mm -hmm. So yes, fiction is still real because you're talking about something that is relevant. You're just going about creative means to testify of what is. So yeah, we should be able to read fiction and we should be able to interpret from it what is, what's real, what's happening outside of us that impacts the lives of everybody. What's going on in society. A lot of times fiction sheds light on that. And then we have to, to reflect and say, wow, I know this is supposed to be fiction, but this is raw. This is the facts. This is what's happening right now. Now this what artificial intelligence or whatever, it's real. You know, one time we might have been watching it in the cartoon form like the Jetsons, but now we got these robots walking around. <laughs> talking to us, asking us, what is your name? How can I service your needs? Just like the maid. I robot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pardon like me, I, like Will Smith, I robot. <laughs> that's it. Mm -hmm. So fiction is, is, is art, 
promotes light. Uh, it testifies of what is real. And this is Warriors Queen Zippor, and I want to add, Sage, is that it happened again, and what I mean is tonight's topic, you know, has connected to what I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. I'm I'm really, really mm-hmm. glad for that. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm going to continue on with it. And my next mm-hmm. section is publishing information. Creativity goes beyond canvas, photos, film, and media. It also catalyzes, which means cause an action or a process to begin. Charity, philanthropy, and activism. And that is from actress Patricia Velasquez, who is in, who is in The Mummy, the Mummy Returns, and The Curse of La Llorona, pro.imdb, which stands for Internet Movie Database.com's Overview Biography Start Paragraph. Mm. Yes, and Patricia Velasquez is from the, uh, the Waluya Nation, I think, in uh, Venezuela. Oh, okay. Mhm. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, she's born in Venezuela. Yeah. So her father is mestizo. Her mother is a member of the indigenous Yu people. Mhm. And yeah. I know mestizo refers to um that it's the uh, Mexican and uh, Euro. Mm. Yeah, I had looked it up, and it says that uh, mestizo, Spanish mestizo, is a term traditionally used in Spain, Latin America, and the Philippines that originally referred to a person of combined European and indigenous American descent, regardless of where the person was born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know yeah, the Mexicans so, are indigenous. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, the Mayas, the Incas, and the... Right. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. The Peruvian... <laughs> Paraguayans, mm-hmm. Uruguayans, um, mm-hmm. Bolivians, they are all descendants of the indigenous. And thank you for saying the Mayans, the Aztecs, uh, those are all the indigenous or aboriginal. Mm-hmm. These are the first, mm-hmm. they built the pyramids, they set those markers. Mm-hmm. So all would recognize and acknowledge that they were here first. Mm-hmm. The indigenous people, the aboriginals were here first. Mm-hmm. Not those that came the uh, as colonists to colonialize. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that came last. Mm-hmm. All right, team. Moving on. All right, number two. For those of y'all just tuning in, you're listening to the free publishing information hour by co-hostess the glorious queens of Cora Selman. And I am continuing on to number two of the section, which is IMDB, the Internet Movie Database Subscription. Website, pro.imdb.com. Prices, annual $12.50 a month after the $149 after the 30-day free trial. And the monthly is $19.90 a month 
regular price billed monthly after 30-day free trial. You will not be charged if you cancel at any time before 12 a.m. Uh, before 12 a.m. The de- on the deadline of the free trial date. Mm. Well, we need to know how we can conserve as well. This is a time where, you know, if we're not investors, we're wasters. You you can only fit in one or the other. But if you're conserving what you have, you're being a wise spender. And you know when to invest and when to save your dollars. And we need to really be mindful of that. A lot is going to take place as we move forward into the upcoming months leading up to the year 2020. So we need to make sure that we have our economical uh, status well established going into 2020. All right, Wado Page. Mm-hmm. All right, and now the all right the setup for I'm still continuing on with the Internet Movie Database. Now for the setup, the monthly membership is 19.99, for example, and so the estimated tax is zero, and the estimated monthly total is 19.99, and the setup free trial date fee is zero. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, and you can get access to, you know, producers, directors, you know, entertainers. For, you know, and I'm going to read next is the query to the Internet Movie Database producers, directors, and entertainers. And this is a continuation from last week's article that was regarding about take, it takes two of sending your manuscript to Hollywood. Here is take two ways to submit your story to Hollywood by Jeannie Villiette Bowerman, and this was found at writersdigest.com. So here are the important parts to put in your query. Number one, log line, your manuscript to the point summary without a lot of details. Number two, write that it is a simultaneous submission and the audience, which example, young adult, middle grade, adult, nonfiction, etc. Number three, greet the person. A regular, I am all right, doing well, etc. How are you? Remember that Hollywood is normal people, and the simple greeting is its medicine from the unrealistic fandom expectations. Number four. Tell that you will send an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement, after the person answers your letter before sending your manuscript, which is extra protection for your work. And when you put in the NDA, you can put your story's title, but just put it in the NDA only. Mm-hmm. Number five, leave your email and phone numbers to contact you when Hollywood is interested. Number six, post mail and email queries if both contacts are available. 
And number seven, submit to producers of the studios and to reach the actor producers and submit to actors as managers. Post mail queries using priority mail, which is $7.35 for the flat rate envelope and $3.05 for signature upon receiving the queries. The tracking number on the receipts also show if the mail can be forwarded or sent back when you go online to check it. And put stamps on the white business envelopes that you're going to uh, mail off in the priority envelopes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I will now take questions and comments from what I just read in the instructions about the Internet Movie Database. Oh, okay. Comments. Um, thank you. It was good advice. Mm-hmm. Good instructions to follow. Easy to follow, and reasonable to apply this knowledge. Um, thank you, because mm-hmm. this is going to save. It's going to save people from having regrets. A lot of times we don't do things to secure our literary works, and then we become vulnerable to those that would uh, steal. Mm-hmm. And from what I've been told, all they have to do is change a few words. They mm. they can take it and change a few words, and it literally becomes theirs. And people are doing mm. that. So we need to protect our works. And don't I wouldn't share anything until I had copyrights registration mm-hmm. certified. I wouldn't share anything because you know, people have been sharing titles, they've been sharing uh taglines, quotes, and next thing you know, you watching TV and you hear this commercial. And it's a line from your thing. You're like, wait a minute. I know I was about to publish this, and and this was going in my uh, fiction novel. But now, I mean, they're using that line. How'd that happen? Look, good good ideas travel fast, too. Not just lies and rumors and gossip. Good ideas travel fast, too. They have wings. So be careful of who you say what to. It'll have wings and fly to to heights you wouldn't even think and places you wouldn't even think it would go. (laughs) It goes back to uh, this Warriors Queens of Poor, and it goes back to my uh, second piece of um, writing advice and discoveries of do more of about your dream. Mhm. Yes. Do more and talk less. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're welcome. Now, I'm going to skip the suggested reading and give you know the audience a break. Oh, okay. And I, yes. And I am going to read instead an article, just one article, which is 20 pages, 
and it's a connection tonight about, you know, literature, about what mm. art does. And it's titled, the article is titled, The Premature Obituary of the Book by Mario Vargas Losa, dated May 14, 2001. All right, pardon me, why, why Literature, The Premature Obituary of the Book by Mario Vargas Losa. The date was the same, May 14, 2001. It has often happened to me at book fairs or in bookstores that a gentleman approaches me and asks me for a signature. It is for my wife, my young daughter, or my mother, he explains. She is a great reader and loves literature. Immediately I ask, and what about you? Don't you like to read? The answer is almost always the same. Of course I like to read, but I am a very busy person. I have heard this explanation dozens of times. This man and many thousands of men like him have so many important things to do, so many obligations, so, so many responsibilities in life that they cannot waste their precious time buried in a novel, a book of poetry, or a literary essay for hours and hours. According to this widespread conception, literature is a dispensable activity no doubt lofty, which means of imposing height, and useful for cultivating sensitivity and good manners, but essentially an entertainment, an adornment that only people with time for recreation can afford. It is something to fit in between sports, the movies, a game of bridge or chess, and it can be sacrificed without scruple when one, quote, prioritizes, end quote, the task and the duties that are indispensable in the struggle of life. It seems clear that literature has become more and more a female activity. In bookstores, at conferences, or public readings by writers, and even in university departments dedicated to the humanities, the women clearly outnumber the men. The explanation traditionally given is that middle-class women read more because they work fewer hours than men and so many of them feel that they can justify more easily than men the time that they devote to fantasy and illusion. I am somewhat allergic to explanations that divide men and women into frozen categories and attribute to each sex its categoristic virtues and shortcomings, but there is no doubt that there are fewer and fewer readers of literature and that among the saving remnant of readers, women predominate. Remnant means a small remaining quantity of something. This is the case almost everywhere. In Spain, for example, a recent survey organized by the General Society of Spanish Writers revealed that half of that country's population has never read a book. The survey also revealed that in the minority that does read, minority means a small, smaller number, the number of women who admitted to reading surpasses the number of men by 6.2%, a difference that appears to be increasing. I am happy for these women, sorry for these men, and for the millions of human beings who could read but have decided not to read. They earn my pity not only because they are unaware of the pleasure that they are missing, but also because I am convinced that a society without literature or a society in which literature has been relegated like some hidden vice to the margins of social and personal life 
and transformed into something like a sectarian cult, sectarian meaning caused by feeling very strong support. In the definition, is a society condemned to become spiritually barbaric and even to jeopardize its freedom. I wish to offer a few arguments against the idea of literature as a luxury pastime and in favor of viewing it as one of the most primary and necessary undertakings of the mind, an irreplaceable activity for the formation of citizens in a modern and democratic society, a society of free individuals. We live in the era of the specialization of knowledge thanks to the prodigious development of science and technology and to the consequent fragmentation of knowledge into innumerable parcels and compartments. This cultural trend is, if anything, likely to be accentuated in years to come. To be sure, specialization brings many benefits. It allows for deeper exploration and greater experimentation it is the very engine of progress, yet it also has negative consequences for it eliminates those common intellectual and cultural traits that permit men and women to coexist, to communicate, mm -hmm. to feel a sense of solidarity. Specialization leads to a lack of social understanding, to the division of human beings into ghettos of technicians and specialists. The specialization of knowledge requires specialized languages and increasingly arcane which means understood by few, codes as information becomes more and more specific and compartmentalized. This is the particularism and the division against which an old proverb warned us, do not focus too much on the branch or the leaf, lest you forget that they are part of a tree, or too much on the tree, lest you forget that it is part of a forest. Awareness of the existence of the forest creates the feeling of generality, the feeling of belonging that binds society together and prevents it from disintegrating into a mirage of soplicistic, which means self can know nothing but its own modifications. End of definition. Particularities. The soplicism of nations and individuals produces paranoia and delirium, distortions of reality that generate hatred, wars, and even genocide. In our time, science and technology cannot play an integrating role precisely because of the infinite richness of knowledge and the speed of its evolution, which have led to specialization and its obscurities. But literature has been and will continue to be, as long as it exists, one of the common denominators of human experience through which human beings may recognize themselves and converse with each other no matter how different their professions, their life plans, their geographical and cultural locations, their personal circumstances. It has enabled individuals and all the particularities of their lives to transcend history. As readers of Cervantes, Shakespeare, Dante, and Tolstoy, Tolstoy, we understand each other across space and time, and we feel ourselves to be members of the same species because and the works that these writers created, we learned that we share as human beings what remains common in all of us under the broad range of differences that separate us. Nothing better protect, protects a human being against the stupidity of prejudice, racism, religious or political sectarianism, and exclusivist 
nationalism, that this truth that invariably appears in great literature, that men and women of all nations and places are essentially equal, and that only injustice sows among them discrimination, fear, and exploitation. Nothing teaches us better than literature to see in ethnic and cultural differences the richness of the human patrimony, which is property inherited from one's father or male ancestor, end of definition, and surprise those differences as a manifestation of humanity's multifaceted creativity. Reading good literature is an experience of pleasure, of course, but it is also an experience of learning what and how we are and our human integrity and our human imperfection with our actions, our dreams, and our goals alone and in relationships that link us to others in our public image and in the secret recesses, which is a small space created by building part of a wall further back from the rest in the definition of our consciousness. Mm-hmm. This complex sum of contradictory truths, as Isaiah Berlin called them, constitutes the very substance of the human condition. In today's world, this totalizing and living knowledge of a human being may be found only in literature, not even the other branches of the humanities, not philosophy, history, or the arts, and certainly not the social sciences have been able to preserve this integrating vision, this universalizing discourse. The humanities, too, have succumbed to the cancerous division and subdivision of knowledge, isolating themselves in increasingly segmented and technical sectors whose ideas and vocabularies lie beyond the reach of the common woman and man. Some critics and theophists would even like to change literature into a science, but this will never happen because Fiction does not exist to investigate only a single, quote, percent of experience. It exists to enrich through the imagination the entirety of human life, which cannot be dismembered, disarticulated, or reduced to a series of schemas, which means a representation of a plan or theory in the form of an outline or model in the definition, or formulas without disappearance. This is the meaning of Proust's observation that, quote, real life at last enlightened and revealed the only life fully lived is literature, end quote. He was not exaggerating, nor was he expressing only his love for his own vocation, which means a strong feeling or suitability for a particular career occupation, in the definition. He was advancing the particular proposition that as a result of literature, life is better understood and better lived, and that living life more fully necessitates living it and sharing it with others. The brotherly link that literature establishes among human beings, compelling them to enter into dialogue and making them conscious of a common origin and a common goal, transcends all temporal barriers. Literature transports us into the past and links us into those who in bygone eras and dreamed through those texts that have come down to you, come down to us, texts that now allow us also to enjoy and dream and to dream. This feeling of membership in the collective human experience across time and space is the highest achievement of culture, and nothing contributes more to its renewal in every generation than literature. It always irritated Borges when he was asked 
what is the use of literature? It seemed to him a stupid question to which he would reply, no one would ask what is the use of a canary song or a beautiful sunset. And I want to um, add a comment to, I want to add my viewpoint to that com to his reply, is that it is a part with the sunset and the canary song, it is a part of the twosome. Mm. Yeah. All right, continuing on. Yeah. If such beautiful things exist, and if thanks to them, life is even for an instant less ugly and less sad, is it not petty to seek practical justification? But the question is a good one, for novels and poems are not like the sound of birdsong or the spectacle of the sun sinking into the horizon because they were not created by chance or by nature. They are human creations, and it is therefore legitimate to ask how and why they came into the world and what is their purpose and why they have lasted so long. Literary works are born as shapeless ghosts in the intimacy of a writer's conscientiousness, projected into it by the combined strength of the unconscious and the writer's sensitivity to the world around him and the writer's emotions, and it is these things to which the poet or the narrator in the struggle with words gradually gives form, body, movement, rhythm, harmony, and love. An artificial life to be sure as a life, pardon me, an artificial life to be sure, a life imagined, a life made of language, yet men and women seek out this artificial life, some frequently, others sporadically, because real life falls short for them and is incapable of offering them what they want. Literature does not begin to exist through the work of a single individual. It exists only when it is adopted by others and becomes a part of social life when it becomes thanks when it becomes thanks to reading a shared experience. One of its first beneficial effects takes place at the level of language. A community without a written literature expresses itself with less precision, precision, with less richness of nuance, and with less clarity than a community whose principal instrument of communication, the word, has been cultivated and perfected by means of literary text. A humanity without reading, untouched by literature, would resemble a community of deaf mutes and aphasics. Aphasics are an inability to comprehend or formulate language because of damage to specific brain regions. End of definition. Oh. Oh. oh, welcome. Is that Skysky? Oh. Yes, it is. Good night. Good night, everyone. Yes. I know you, Skysky. Thanks for having me on the show tonight. You're oh, welcome. Thanks for calling in. It's an honor. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I I really didn't want the time to pass too fast because you, you made a remark. Your, your input on, on what you were reading, Zipporah, and if you don't mind, can you elaborate on exactly what you meant. Mm -hmm. um, oh, sure. When I was thinking, sure. Right, let me go yeah. back to that page. Mm -hmm. And who is this by? Who, who is this literature that, that we're reasoning about? Because I came sure. up Sure. All right. Yeah, all right. So the article is titled, Why Literature? The Premature Obituary of the Book by Mario Vargas Lalosa. Uh -huh. And the website so, is, yeah, news. 
sorry, Lord. Yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah. So I'll tell the website after I'm done reading the article, but I want to get back to, you know, the point that I had made regarding the canary yeah. and the sunset. Uh, mm-hmm. Here it is. It always irritated Borges when he was asked, what is the use of literature? It seemed to him a stupid question to which he would reply. No one would ask, what is the use of a canary song or a beautiful sunset? And that's mm-hmm. when I had commented is that the canary song and the sunset are, you know, anyway, they're part of each other. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's they a part of them. Yeah, the canary song that's and the it. sunset is a part of them. So it's indivisible. Right. Can't have one without the other. It's like nature. You can't have you can't have one without the other. It's a balance. Yeah. Yeah, so the canary song belongs to the part of it and the sunset, you know, is a part of itself. As far as expressionism? Yeah, if you want to put it that way, yeah. As it pertains to literature? <laughs> Wait, could you repeat that, Skycy? Sorry. No, no. Um, as it pertains to literature, because some people are just like the sunset or, or how the um, the bird, you know, the, the canary. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Similar, like uh, that, you know, they're at their place. That's where they're supposed to be. You know? That interjection, I'm, I'm really grateful because, it, you know, it means a lot. Although it's a few words, it's mm-hmm. substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and I had, you know, looked at it as well. Point, you know, spoke to me, so that's why I said it. Hmm. It came to you in a, mm-hmm. in a like, a vibe or a vision or you, you, you draw upon yeah. You... Yeah, I just looked at it. Yeah, I just looked at it and what he said about the canary song and the sunset, and I say, you know what, the canary mm-hmm. song is a part of the bird, and the sunset is a part of it. You know, a part of it itself. Mm. Mm-hmm. In all aspects, eh? the whole vast universe mm-hmm. and a small bird, and it all has the same thing. Nice. Right? Yeah. Small little Wait, could you repeat that? Could you... mm-hmm. I'm saying uh, the vast universe, the big universe, and a small bird, mm-hmm. and it's and it's um <laughs> what what entwines and makes it similar. You know, it, it, it's it's just so I, I could see where somebody's expressing and they're passing their message onto someone else through literacy, mm-hmm. literature. You know, and, yeah, and there you go. Yeah, you said the you said the key word message. Yeah, man. connect. You know, mm-hmm. so that's yep. the beauty right there. All right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this uh, article that I'm reading it was connected to the topic that we were talking about tonight. You know about we're mm-hmm. you know restriction and you know the buy black you know buy quote unquote black. We have to use black so that people will know what we're talking about when really, you know, quote-unquote, blacks are indigenous. And so right. that's the important mm-hmm. identity to use. Yes. 
And it's just like only in America, I think, where this color code exists with Jim Crow laws, because in every other nation, they ask you, you know, what is your nationality? If you go Mm -hmm. to Europe, if you go to Africa, if you go to Asia, they ask you. To Asia or Australia. They're not going to ask you what color you are. They're going to ask you, what is your nationality? Yeah, that's what I was told, yeah. So that's something that's American-made, and we know Mm. America to be a corporation. So everything that comes out of America, it's it's all politics, (coughs) and it has a lot to do Mm. with this uh, capitalistic uh, society Mm, that's established. So elitism rules here, Mm. and a lot of the elitists, that's something they came up with to segregate us as a people. Mm. So we have to decide yeah. how we want to be, uh, you know, what do we want to use as our description? Every time you fill out yeah. an application, put black, you check checking black off instead of other, and then writing in what your nationality mm. is, then you're playing into the system's uh, game. That's what we're doing. So we got to change mm-hmm. that. Yes, and say black slash African-American. This is Warriors, Queens, of Poor. You're calling yourself an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Immigrant with the letter I, you know, foreign. Yes. Because, you know what? My name is African-American. Right, yeah. African. Yeah, but we are from Africa, yeah, you know, the white. Yeah, I now. met a lot of them when I was in college. It was like, you know, I'm African. It was white. Because, hey, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they're the ones that came over into South Africa or whatever part in Africa, and mm-hmm. they're from mm-hmm. Europe, but they took on that mm-hmm. nationality. Right. And, and you know what? I want to get ID. That's what their yeah. ID says. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a problem mm-hmm. with telling you. You know, I'm African. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to add, too, with Dane Calloway, the historian, he has said that Ethiopia uh, actually... Um, Europe is really Ethiopia. Yeah, Caucasian. Ethiopians mm-hmm. are Caucasian. Okay. Now Caucasian they say area. Europe is Ethiopia. Now I was told Ethiopia's ancient name. I'm trying to remember what it is, but mm-hmm. it is in like the scriptures. It's a name that's more ancient than Ethiopia, mm-hmm. but it was not Europe. Europe, you got to remember. Europe as a name did, uh, for for that landmass did not always exist. That was something that only came about in a certain year of time. You got to remember, <laughs> Egypt was not the original name. It was Kemet. And it wasn't even Yeah, I've Africa. heard of that, Kemet. Right, and mm. it wasn't even Africa. It was Akebulon, mm. which means Garden of yeah. So if you yeah. do the and find out, mm-hmm. you find out there's more ancient names than the names we've been calling mm-hmm. these different places. Right. And it's like the U.S. Yeah. And the USA is really Turtle Island. Right. Know, Tur- and, Turtle and, Island was renamed USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was telling someone the reason why they called it Turtle Island. They said a lot of turtles used to be mm-hmm. on this land, Central, South, and North. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the Caribbean Islands. Mm-hmm. Right, and In the that's Caribbean islands. Yeah. This particular landmass, which we call today as North America, is Turtle Island, because turtles used to wash up on the shore mm-hmm. 
and it will be hundreds of them mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. land. So see, it's a history to everything. Mm-hmm. You just gotta dig yeah. and and find out. Mm-hmm. Dig to learn it. To know yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Malcolm X it talks about the history. Uh, Dane Calloway made his rap song an animation about what Malcolm X was saying. And he had said, you know, Malcolm X said that the African may come out of the jungle, but he knows his history. He may come to, you know, America wrapped up wrapped up and wrapped in the sheet, but he knows his history. Uh, but he said the American Negro can come out of Harvard, Yale, Columbia University and all and don't know his history. Yeah, that's terrible. When somebody mm-hmm. from another, you know, somebody of another mm-hmm. nation can tell you more mm-hmm. about your history than you know about your own history. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that, too. I've seen that happen, too. It's, it's, it's pathetic. That's, pathetic. that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I just came, and that's why, yeah, this Warriors, Queens of Poor, and I'm speaking the connections. I was thinking about Janet Jackson's mm-hmm. song, Hitting a, a New Agenda. In the beginning of it, she said, hidden history. That's the beginning of the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, world, mm-hmm. my son, the world, that, the world that everyone rejects is the one that's going to prosper in the, the end of, of, of it all. Yeah, so, so, that's right. Mm-hmm. right. This, this class distinction and um, put, mm-hmm. putting aside the fact that from from everyone else, you're learning something new. You know, mm-hmm. your eyes fall in a hole, and you can't get out. And here you are, ca- ca- classing people and, and <coughs> judging people. The, the very first person that comes, and it could be somebody who you who who you know your your, your vibes against, maybe make fun of somebody with some ailment, a physical or or mental ailment, and they're the only ones that can reach their hand in there and pull you out. So, so what are you going to say to me? You know? As much as you, you see this thing that's so much promoted in America, you go to Jamaica, you see them dance hall shows that everybody says, oh, they're so X-rated, and, man, you have Chinese, you have people from Germany, all walks of life. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, everybody's coming to this, you know, to Turtle Island because, you know, this, this, the territories and all that, you know, the country had the, you know. Um, in, in, in terms of unity up in the world, I, I, I can say one thing, that as much as they want to hide it, the rest of the world wants to unify, regardless of race, class, gender, whatever, any of that, they, everybody wants to come together as one. Yeah. So this small whatever small group wants to stop it, they could try to, but every, even the small islands who you call Turtle, Turtle Island, or whatever, mm-hmm. made up of all other nations, China, um, Germany, mm-hmm. France. It's like people close to America would even sit for the no damn America. Mm-hmm. And because America's full of folly and, and, and hypocrisy. So everything yeah. that they're trying to promote, the rest of the world, especially with this Facebook thing, are coming together to, 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 yeah. to show them that it doesn't really matter what you, what you say. If you're a rude person, you're going to be treated as a rude person. That's right. And that's all. That's right. That's the truth. Every, every, mm-hmm. Everybody truly wants to unite. It's just this that's one right. thread. It's like this one small group that, that's fighting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they just want separatism and they want to keep hate friending. Everybody wants to get back together with one another and learn, mm-hmm. learn from each other. And, 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 and we're smart, smart enough to know that those, those stupid things that they're trying to create voids with, especially with the dumb politics and all of that crap, nobody mm-hmm. cares about that. Not here in the country, and I can say that before. Everybody lived together around here. And you know what? I want to say in indigenous, this is Warriors Queen of Forest Elman, and I want to say in indigenous nations, quote, what goes like this, white men have too many cheats. Wow, okay. Look at number. That's true. Too many chiefs. That's like they're mm-hmm. saying, um, not enough, they should say too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Um, mm-hmm. Too many. Too, everybody wants to be the head. Mm-hmm. And they're all in a big rush to get that, that way. It's basically impossible. But instead of leaning on your talents and what you were God gifted with, you'd rather go and pursue some unattainable dream or, 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 or a shot that would never come to pass. Even, even if you're paying regularly, getting a job and, and, and paying your taxes and everything, you'd never make enough to own your own home. Mm-hmm. When, when yeah. You know what? In the re- and what it is, this is Warriors, Queens, the Poor, the resources are available, but they're just cut off you know, from the, like, the indigenous people and people that, you know, it rightfully belongs to. That's the trouble. It's available, mm. but, you know, not access. As, as the show promotes um, entrepreneurship and try to get your mm. own business going for yourself, that you can mm. enjoy doing what you yes, do. Yes, that's, that's, what the, that's what the ancestors did. They were, I know, the indigenous ancestors were entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Like all the inventions and all, like, for example, Louis Latimer, he invented the filament Mm -hmm. to make the light bulb come on and went to Paris, France to, you know, put it in there. And that's why it's the city of lights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of history that's been, it's been tampered with, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you got a lot of history that's being taught and it's not the truth. Mm. It's a lot yeah. of lies. Mm-hmm. Who discovered what continent or who discovered what mm-hmm. land and province and you know and then when you mm-hmm. have a system that it, it perpetuates these lies mm-hmm. being taught that's when mm-hmm. you have miseducation of a whole society. And then you wonder yeah. why a lot of Americans, when they go to other countries and people from other countries is telling them about the truth and they looking at them like they crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you've been taught lies all your life. Then you go to another mm-hmm. country and they're like, that's a lie. <coughs> what you mm-hmm. were taught? They teach that in your colleges, mm-hmm. your universities, mm-hmm. your schools. Yeah, I remember how Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is one of my uh, one of my teachers has said, you know, about the passport. He said, have a 
stamp American on it. Because if you put African American, they're going to ask, well, are you African or are you American? Oh, I met a friend. He was telling me his friend went to Egypt, right? So his friend yeah. asked him, what, what country? Because he was saying, I'm African American. He said, well, what country? The Egyptian uh -huh. was asking, well, what country? And he's like, I don't know. I'm African American. He's like, you're not making no sense. Right. <laughs> You know, if you say <laughs> what country you from, mm -hmm. they don't understand us. When we say, like, mm -hmm. I'm African-American, then they want us to, okay, what country in Africa are you from? Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, mm -hmm. we haven't even done any research on that. Mm -hmm. We haven't even done an Ancestry.com mm -hmm. or any blood test to, to know, you know, what country we our four parents came from. If they were from there or from here, we don't know. It's sad. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Um, uh, something about Tibet, where where two rock climbers went and met the Dalai Lama. I can't remember the name of the movie, you know, but there's a certain part that I do remember. You know, y'all you know, you know what I'm talking about. Hmm. Um, no. There, really. there was something to live and die in Tibet, or 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 something. It went like that, but these two rock climbers went to. To see who could can um, climb this mountain the first, and it was a big competition thing until the some kind of war broke out and they, they got put in jail. And they ended up escaping from the jail and set on their track to 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 fulfill this up, you know, this thing that they set out to do. But they ended up in Tibet, and and um, they snuck their way in the. Yeah, y'all don't remember the movie. He was a very popular actor. Yeah. Um, you remember it, right? It's um, I know they had the Dalai Lama do a couple of series. Um, it was like he was doing interviews with different sixty minutes and different like reporters. They were asking him a lot of questions, a lot of hard questions, oh. and you know, like yeah. But the the the, um, the part that I wanted to that, that stood out to me the most is because when they've been in Tibet, the two the two guys that were competing against one another, one of them was right. very boisterous and and he wanted to steal the show and prove everything he said. He, and there was one that was very quiet, but there was a pretty. I see you still there. Uh, Warrioris, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, it seemed like did we lose Skyski or is he muted or? Yeah, or he'll, and, um, he'll probably call back in. I noticed there was a little um, interference earlier on with reception. Yeah, technical difficulties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what he's bringing out, it makes a good point because, um, yeah, the Dalai Lama is, is often interviewed, um, a lot of wisdom. He's one known to, you know, distribute a lot of wise counsel. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Well, with the article, this is Warriors Queen Zipporah, I'm going to stop at, you know, the word uh, where I left at uh, A for six, and I'm going to pick up, you know, in the next episode. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to end with anti-Trump art warriors resistance medicine. And the category tonight is just music, and it's the uh, song You by Janet Jackson. And the message is the song itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to just remind everyone, this is Black Restaurant Week in Philly, and it started on June 9th, and it continues on through June 23rd. And again, there's 11 restaurants that are participating. One is 48th Street Grill, the mm-hmm. Axum Mediterranean Kitchen, oh, the Bistro or Bistro 870 Restaurant and Lounge, the Blue Diamond Juicery, the Booker's Restaurant and Bar, the Hot Restaurant and Lounge, the Just to Serve You, the Rhythm and Brunch Cafe, the Rose Petals Cafe, the Star Fusion, and the Tasty's Restaurant. So for those who reside in Philadelphia, celebrate Black Restaurant Week at one of those 11 restaurants in your city and do so and support Black businesses. Remember, this is also by Black Week. Starting, it started on Monday, June the 17th, and it will carry on or continue through June the 23rd, which is yeah, Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I also want to add Uncle Bobby's Cafe in Germantown Avenue. Now, they're not participating in uh, Black Oh, Trump. oh, all right. It's not a restaurant. It is a coffee shop, but it's not listed as one mm-hmm. of the participating businesses. But because this is by Black Week, I am going to say yes. Warrior is Queen, thank you for mentioning Uncle Bobby's uh, Coffee and Bookstore. We do want to support them. Mm-hmm. This is still by Black Week, and we need to support every Black-owned business this week. Mm-hmm. Show our support. Circulate the dollars, the U.S. dollars in our Black mm-hmm. business community, people. It's time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off for tonight. This is Warriors Queen Zipporah. Okay. Well, Warriors Queen, thank mm-hmm. you again. Um, there was one thing that I did want to share. I don't know that you received this information. Um, While much of the two-week event in Philly and other participating cities is about fun with food, Black Restaurant Week has partnered for a second year with Family Agriculture Resource Management Services. The nonprofit supports farmers of color by providing free legal and technical services and its farms to food bank program, which helps communities experiencing food insecurity. Prepare your appetite and get ready for great food and good times during Philly's Black Restaurant Week. 
So I want to say thank you to everyone who's already began supporting Black Restaurant Week as well as by Black Week. Let's continue through June the 23rd. And don't forget the Black, the by Black movement is a 365 day initiative. Mm -hmm. So don't just do what we should do because it's by Black Week. Make it a ongoing practice, something that you do every week. At least support, at least pick one Black business each week. I'm going to support this Black business and I'm going to go and I'm going to buy from them this week. And then next week, pick out another Black business owner or Black business and say, I'm going to support this Black business this week. I think if we start investing our dollars into our Black own businesses or just businesses owned by indigenous people, we can start to see the infrastructure of our economy become strong again. Black Wall Street was not mm -hmm. just in one city. I found out it was in a, a number of cities. It was not just in, in two and three cities. It was in an, and it became so prevalent we were feared our mm -hmm. black businesses and and that whole construct and infrastructure it made the white america so afraid they the the government dropped bombs mm. on these communities that's crazy mm -hmm. they became so yeah. afraid of what was happening because they said even the white businesses, people would were, were stop shopping and buying from the white businesses and started going to the black businesses. Mm. And they became so afraid because they were losing money. It made them <coughs> so, Their reasoning was, we've got to stop this now. And how do we stop it? Bomb them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Bomb them. That is so yeah. inhumane. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. There's pictures to prove it. They literally bombed these communities mm -hmm. and cities. And they had their own banks, schools, mm -hmm. everything. So don't tell us what we can't do if we mm -hmm. unite. We have done it in mm -hmm. the past. Um, they killed our people for doing it in the past, but mm -hmm. listen, we can bring it back. It's never too late. Mm -hmm. We can start it again, and this mm -hmm. time we're wiser and we're more positioned, yeah. better positioned in society today with leadership mm -hmm. positions and, and affluent roles and, and seats of authority. We can establish it even better. You learn from your mistakes, and we can move yeah. this legacy and and into the next century, the twenty second century, and do our next generation some good. It's, mm -hmm. We owe yeah, this is, our next generation. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is Warriors Queens of Poor, and when I want to uh, refer back to the Internet Movie Database, and uh, what I was saying was to put in a query letter. Is to say you're looking for you know, additional, ask you know the producers, 
directors, you know, actors, etc., that they can find you a traditional publisher editor, you know, for your manuscript. And here's what I did for mine was say, ask if you can also, um, what I had added was, you know, traditional publisher editors for my genre, a book which is fantasy, and I have found some at, you know, like the, uh, the publishing houses that edit fantasy, and I put them in the letter. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, those suggest yeah. you know, any suggestions that you know that will help. You probably you probably be surprised at what the outcome will be. Mhm. And I do mm-hmm. want to encourage um there are a lot of new black owned publishers and publishing companies. Yeah. yeah. Um we need to get a list of them. And and on this radio show, we need to start uh, promoting them because they're mm-hmm. not getting the same promoting as the other mm-hmm. groups are, right. and that's not mm-hmm. so. Sometimes you have to promote your own, and I do want to mm-hmm. use this yeah. show's platform to do that as well um, mm-hmm. to promote the publishers and publishing companies that are people of color. And start at home. Start with what's local and then spread Mm -hmm. it abroad. But get the list. We need to definitely get a list and start promoting them because they're not being well promoted Mm -hmm. by other um, groups. They're not. I didn't even know some existed until I I did my own Mm -hmm. research and navigated, um, surfed the Internet. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's terrible. These businesses have been around for a long time. They should be known. Like it should be yeah. a household name, just like we know Random House and and Ray yeah. Dog and all the should know these <laughs> publishing mm-hmm. companies by name and publishers too. It's a shame. It's a travesty. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. So we gotta promote our own. That's mm-hmm. what we yeah. And I'm going to definitely do that during Black. Uh, I made up my mind during uh, by Black Week to make sure I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a wrap for me. Mm-hmm. Warriors Queens of Forest Elman and and Donanda Gahani, everyone. And, until next time. Okay, and Warriors Queen, check your, check your messenger when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, uh, check your messenger when you get a chance. I'm going to share a link with you. And these are black owned publishers that we should know about. And unfortunately, we don't. And All right, I'm going to share the link. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. Mm-hmm. All right, nighty-night, everyone. (laughs) Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, bid adieu to Warrior's Queen, Zipporah Thelma. She is co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. She is also the lead facilitator during the Free Publishing Tips Hour. And I, I really do appreciate all of what she brings to the table, all the information she shares, she distributes 
uh, weekly, and I'm hoping that everyone's making good use of it. It's all good resource information. If you apply the knowledge, that's power. And it's all about empowerment. How do you get from A to Z? You must become empowered to get from A to Z. I wanna say again, thank you to everyone for all that you do to support us. The Exceptional Scribble Show could not exist without you. You are the wind beneath our wings. And just know we have you in mind. There's a lot of good things that will be forthcoming. Um, some pleasant surprises. And I promise you that you will be so glad that you stayed with us all this time because we're moving. We're not staying just on the radio airways alone. We're about to make a leap forward and we're going to have a televised pilot of the Exceptional School Show as well. Don't you miss out on it. But this is good information. You don't want to be on the outside looking in. You want to know about this. This is major. This is major. You want to continue on in your pursuits. If you're a writer, literary artist, I'm sharing some very important information tonight. Uh, there are Black-owned publishers that you need to know about. And I feel so sad because there are too many of us that don't know this information. We don't know. And the reason why, and I'm going to say it, I don't care who doesn't like this being said, I'm going to say it anyway. This is depravity and it's systemic. We should know, when it pertains to us, we should know about these Black-owned publishers. Their names should be in our mouth, in our children's mouths. We should be spreading the word, we should already have reached out as writers, those who have manuscripts that need to be published, you should already have access to these Black-owned publishers. You should have all the information to correspond with them. Why we don't have what we need, this is depravity and it's systemic. And there's powers that be that do not want us self-empowered. So we've got to do what it takes. We've got to care. We've got to say enough is enough. We're going to change that and we're going to fix it. And we're going to make sure that our community is not the last. We are the first and we should remain as such. Not the last to know the first. 
So I'm going to share this. I put headline news. Five Black-owned publishers you need to know about. We've got too many writers, too, too, too much literary talent within our community. For people not to know this, we're going to these publishing houses and they are literally, they're, they're raping us, they're taking, they're not giving us a dime. Or maybe a dime is all we're getting per each book sale and they're getting the whole dollar. We got to support our community resources and the businesses within our community. And we've got to do it now. If we don't start doing it now, we're gonna live with regrets later. It's never too late to fix what's broke. It's never too late to fix what's broke. I don't know why this information has not been widespread. And we haven't had this information before now, but I know this much. It's time for us to get this information. It's too much that we don't know about. We've got to end this cycle of being the last to the table. We're being called last. Everybody else is invited to the banquet first and second we are told late so we end up coming last so what do we get scraps and the choice meats and dainties they got it did they save any for us no we have to eat the scraps we're not slaves We're not to be eating the scratch from Massa's table. Time out for that. That's over. That time is over. And we're not revisiting that. It's time for us to say enough already. We're tired of being disenfranchised, because that's what it is. We've been disenfranchised here in this land. And we've got to say, I'm tired of being disenfranchised. I deserve better. My foremothers, my foreparents, they were the first everything, the first doctor, lawyer, Scribe, chief, king, duke, monarch, patriarch, priest, wizard, medicine man, medicine woman, healers, the first everything. So how dare they try to make us 
their servant, when we taught them how to do. We've got to wake up. Buy Black Week and the Buy Black Movement exists because we have slept. We've been sleeping far too much. When you sleep, you don't do. You kind of just become complacent and just say, well, it's always been this way. And every so often you make a little noise about something, you'll do a protest or rally or sign a petition, but that's not enough. We've got to start placing demands. We've got to go to, yes, Capitol Hill. We've got to go to our congressmen, our senators, our state representatives, our city council. We got to go to their offices in their face. And we've got to say, I am tired of being treated this way. I demand respect. And I require it now. It's not too late. I'm going to welcome the next caller, area code 202. Welcome. Uh, good evening. Yes, good evening. And whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Um, my name is uh, King's Cadence. I'm out of Washington, ah. D.C. Oh, okay, welcome, welcome. And are you a poet or spoken word artist? Um, I guess a poet. <laughs> oh, okay. Would I you like... No one's ever asked me that before, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm Sage, the page poet and host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And it's just a question I throw out there. I like to ask callers, especially if I get a hint or inkling, you might be a first-time caller. Are you a first-time caller? Yes, ma'am, I am. Okay. And um, your name again, please. Uh, King's Cadence. Okay, King's Cadence. Would you like to share uh, some poetry while you're on the call tonight. Yes, I will. Okay. Well, the mic is open. I'm handing you the mic. And whenever you're ready, you can share and spit your truth. Okay. Um, real quick, because I want to be sure with the, um, mm-hmm. with the actual, you know, uh, what we can spit and can't spit. So I write a lot of different, you know, uh, different type of things, but I want to make sure. Oh, okay. Like, is there well, a basically, genre? Is there a genre? Right. Um, we, we pretty much, it's an open forum. Um, all we ask is that no one slanders another person. That's That's our main... Uh, standard. No slander, please, because this is a live broadcast, and we're trying to promote love and not hatred. So that's basically it. Okay. Okay. And thanks for asking. (laughs) Okay, well, this this piece is called Just Not Cadence. Um, All right. You are missed what feels like the greatest hurt that you will ever endure. 
your heart fractured and everything else that has or will happen no longer seems to matter. You are suffering. Your soul cringing as your world feels as if it's unhinging. And your entire will to fight for the reclaiming of your own life is more like who cares because nothing is worse than the hurts that you're feeling tonight. So let's cry. Let's give in to that urge to purge every hurt and sob until you lack your coherent words and roll your fists into the midst of throwing a fit, slobbering, mm. screaming, having problems breathing. Everything under anguish is meaning, and then L-I-G it. Just let it go. Mm. It's extra weight. It's in some emotion. It's shadows of former hurts like windows open to cool down what felt like you're just desserts. I mean, things do happen, but tomorrow's another day with brighter possibilities. I believe that first chapter, first John chapter one verse nine says that if we confess our sins, that God forgives them and cleans out the hurt inside, and you were meant to rise and enjoy the fullest extent of your life. So don't tussle with troubles that you can't change. All is logical. Pains and hurts do happen, but all of this is merely a part of you. Great things await you as you dry your eyes and awake to a new perspective. Your test becoming your testimony. Your fight for life endures becoming fuel for those that hurt the same way that you do. So now you get it. You couldn't imagine today's sunshine, but now you feel it. and You're amazing. And I'm so proud to hear you be able to tell it. Now keep your head up no matter what. Just be patient. I really love thinking like this. Sometimes it's not cadence, but still, God loves you. And peace. Wow. Powerful. Um, so I'll ask, uh, do you, what is the genre that you prefer writing poetry? Um, I, I honestly, I prefer I write more, more love, you know, more love-based stuff, relationships. You know, relationship and um, and things like I don't. I see a lot of stuff on like the news and the internet that I don't like. So I write mm. about it because you know I don't like. I don't believe in sharing videos. If I see something that bothers me, I don't share the video. I write about oh, okay. it. So write about. Uh, yeah, we call that writing. Huh? You know, writing the wrongs. So. Mm. Thanks for sharing it. Now, as for published works, have you published any of your poetry yet, or are you more of the uh, stage poet as opposed to the page poet? Um, well, I've never, um, I've never been published yet. I've just seriously, actually, given thought to doing, you know, doing mm -hmm. a book or or doing something. But until recently, like a year and a half ago, I didn't really even think about it. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to say to you, because you really do have a well, I would say it's a, it's the manner of your pen. It's very disciplined and you have a way with words. You're, you're definitely a wordsmith. I would encourage you to, um, start on, uh, finishing whatever writings that you'd like to have put in book form. Or maybe you, you want to do more of like an audible uh, book, like a CD, where you're spitting your poetry and you're saying it. 
um, or just do both. Because a lot of people are going through Amazon as self-published writers and authors or first-time authors, and they're having their books <clears throat> also made into audible books too. And I know usually when that happens, it's not your voice, it's someone else, but it's your words. But you could even um, create your own, you know, you could create your own CD, go, go into a studio, have a master uh, demo done, and then send a copy to the National Library of Congress. I would definitely encourage you to do that so that you have your work certified and registered as your work. So you never come into the trouble of somebody, they heard your, your stuff and then they started using some of your poetry and, and putting their name on it or their brand on it. So yeah, you definitely want to oh. have whatever poetry that you share, even like you just did here on, on the air. And I should have asked you first. Um, you want to make sure that you sent copies of the poems that you know you like to share on the radio or when you do open mics you want to send copies to the national library of congress whether you put them on a cd or a flash drive um and register usually it's a payment you can pay online they have the form the literary form literary art form you just fill it out on the computer online you can pay it online and then um, it's just a matter of days. From the time you make your payment, you get a confirmation receipt by email that confirms that it's being processed and you're gonna receive a certificate through the mail that your work is registered under your name. Nobody else can claim it as theirs. That's what you wanna do. You wanna secure and protect your works. That's okay. it. Mm -hmm. And I just found your Facebook uh, via Messenger. So do you have your Messenger working? Yes, ma'am, I do. Okay. So what I did was I shared with you a link. This is, um, some people know about this, some people don't. This week is what's uh, nationally known as Buy Black Week. So I wanted to share as a gift to every literary artist, uh, that called into the show, um, information about the Black-owned publishers that most of us don't even know about. So there's a link, oh. it's in your messenger. Um, look them up, check out what their publishing uh, company offers. You may wanna go through one of them for your first um, book to be published. So um, it's good information to, to have and also to share. Okay. All right. Yes. I will thank you for all your help. Oh, your you're platform. welcome. You're very welcome. And we're on the air. It's every Tuesday. Uh, we start at 8. From 8 to 9, I usually have a feature artist in the spotlight. Um, and then from 9 to 10, we have what's called the Free Publishing Tips Hour. My co-host, who is known as Warrior's Queen, Zipporah so Thelma, she's the lead facilitator of that. And then after that, it's open mic. So as our poets call in, they share, they spit their poetry. And I just give them an honest, fair critique. I really think that you have a lot of raw talent as a literary artist. And I think it's just a matter of you capitalizing on it um, with getting some 
credits with your name. And what I'm meaning by credits is getting some published credits, having that first book published, um, or at least getting your, your poems published where if you want to share them with Ebony Magazine, Essence, and have them to print it, you have copyrights protection. Nobody can steal it and use it as they wish. And you can get paid for whatever magazine or newspaper decides they want to feature your writing. They have to pay you. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's something worth haven't done it is a small fee. I think it might be forty dollars now or thirty. Um, it used to be twenty-five, where you know you fill out this application, you go to the National Library of Congress online, you can do a Google search, and you fill out the form for literary um, art, which is writing, and you share your work, you mail it off. Uh, send either a flash drive or if you have your Word document, PDF, you can attach it and send it off. But you will have protected your work so no one can steal it. And and that's an investment worthwhile. So I do want to encourage you to do that. Okay. Well, thank you and for that. You're welcome. And don't forget old man's copyright. Um, poor man, I'm saying old man. Poor man's copyright still exists. You can mail a copy of your work to yourself and just never open it, just in case you have to go to court. Yeah. But I would definitely um, maximize on that by having it registered in the National Library of Congress. And then nationally, no one can use it for anything without paying you royalties. Okay. Okay. Yep. And don't forget to every Tuesday night, we start at eight o'clock and um, the free publishing tips hours from nine to 10. And then we have our empowerment hour where our poets call in from 10 to 11. Just a little quiet tonight. We didn't have as many poets calling in, but it's all good. Glad that you called in and shared. And might you have another poem that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I have, let's see, I have a couple, um, let me see, see. okay, I have one called Wise Visions, it's, it's not that long, but, uh, uh, this was about the, um, it was mm-hmm. about uh, Corey Wise from the, uh, the Central Park Five, um, ah. yeah, uh, right. I, um, I didn't deserve to be captured. Thoughts and body invaded, contact and disrespectfully invasive. Being innocent wasn't enough. That prosecutor lady was apparently much more persuasive. Guilty? Really me? Under 16, they fixed me as the enemy. Thrown alongside these older guys who already had a code for how they dealt with accused rapists inside. I wasn't supposed to be here. I wasn't supposed to get the treatment that they give to me here. Beatings and rats creeping, making it near an impossibility to try sleeping. Feeling like dark on me, guards not even guarding me, hostile as if I deserved the targeting somehow. 
I'm not even sure right now that I have God with me. Years of captivity with endless nightmares from what they did to me. That money doesn't erase these memories. I wanted to support a friend at the start of this whole thing willingly, and they kept me and darn near tried killing me. It's more than a show could ever cover. I just hope that some of you people listen. They aren't treating our people now any different. Take heed. I'm trying to alert you through my wise visions. And peace. Hmm. Wow, that's powerful. And so epic. I mean, you can feel it's like you literally channeled his soul and what he experienced with your pen. And and you did did such in such a, a very very epic way. It's powerful. Like, you know, you're you're helping us experience what it's like to be to be in that gentleman's shoes, and um, that's not easy. How, when you went about the process of composing and writing that piece, um, mm-hmm. was it something you did in a few minutes, or did it take a series of hours or days? Yeah, um, honestly, I um, I watched the um the show, the movie on Netflix, and I didn't want to write about it. Oh, okay. It. Then I saw, I saw a picture online that somebody had made of uh, the character that played Corey, and he had um, a flag covering his mouth, and and it was just like a, he was all beat up, and it just it struck a chord uh. in me, and I've always done that. When I, I see situations or, you know, like I look at a news report, and just, you know, you sort of put, I put myself in, in people's shoes and just try to imagine what they must be feeling. And then I just, I write yeah. on it, and a lot of times it's, it's pretty much on base. Yeah, that's that's a um, gift, too. Uh, they usually refer to people like that as empaths, when you can, like, feel <laughs> their pain. You feel someone else's pain. and their jo- It's like you're, yeah, that's a gift. To be able to channel that energy um, and to do so in your writing. So, um, also, I'm, you have versatility. It's not just one type or kind of genre that you're writing your poetry under. Um, you're pretty versatile. I would definitely encourage you to stay that way because um, as, a, as an artist, we evolve. We are not just one thing. You know, a lot of times you find you wear many hats as an artist, too. So just continue to um, discover your pen. It's a lot more, I'm sure, you're finding out as you're writing. You know, you're, you're going to be writing a lot more than what you start writing at, in, at the beginning. So continue on the path and, um, you know, continue to discover your pen. That's my encouragement to you. Okay. Well, I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And you may want to even consider, um, again, just make sure you sign. If you ever share anything in writing on, even on Facebook pages, 
make sure you sign written by on the bottom of your work. Always sign your work, especially if you're at a public function. And if you were to make copies so people can have it, just make sure you sign your name on it. Because that's also legalizing that writing as yours. And and I would I would even go as far as if you have record of the date it was written, also um, time and date stamp it, as well as sign it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, as writers, we got to do this. It's like we're in this day and this era where you want to get what's yours, you know? Writers have been struggling and starving artists for a long, long time. And a lot of times it's sad to say, but the value, the true worth of their writing is not fully um, declared until sometimes after you transition, after your dem demise. So the best thing we can do is uh, protect our, you know, have copyrights protection, protect our work, and ensure that we get royalties because we did write, write it, you know, and you deserve that. So if someone's going to use it, whether it's in, in their magazine, uh, in a promote, promotional ad, commercial, song, rap, whatever, you want to make sure that you're getting royalties you make a profit of what you you did. You want to eat the fruit of your labor. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of that, I definitely will, will start doing that, especially, you know, writing, you know, taking the time to, like, the things like the copywriting, because I write mm -hmm. so much that I, I consider it like, I, I write it and then it's just on to the next thing written. And I just, you know, yeah. I keep doing I follow her like two, three things a day, so. And, and you know, that's also a sign you're writing a book because it's like pages. You're, you're actually composing pages right now. Eventually, just kind of take time one day to just put all those pages together and see how they come together. And then you'll know if it's just one book or maybe it's two and three books. Um, one book of poetry can be 50 pages. Like a lot of times people think of a book, it has to be 100, has to be 200. No, not for poetry. Poetry can be short. It can be like a, a pocket-sized book. It could be like an 8 by 10 size, or it could be 4 by 6 which, you know, the smaller the better, they say, with poetry. You know, people can hold in their hand. They can um, take it with them wherever they go. You don't want it too big when it's poetry. But um, poetry books don't have to be long. It don't have to be more than 25 pages. So it's all up to you, the writer. You know, take your time, look look at all your written pages of work and see how it comes together. Because you, you may find you have two and three books. And it's just a matter of binding them and sending them off for publishing approval. And now it's, it's simple. You can do it through Amazon.com. You can go through Lulu, L-U-L-U.com. Uh, you can go to Blurb.com. I think someone told me where they actually have, you know, pay for you to do your own 
and I'm expect that now. Uh, blurb.com it is. Yep. So um, self-publishing is becoming the new it thing now with uh, publishing your own book. But I would definitely encourage you to check out these online publishers like lulu.com, uh, blurb.com, uh, amazon.com, and, and look at some of the books that are already uh, published books that are featured on these pages. It'll help give you kind of, you know, an idea of how you want your book layout to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm so glad you called in. Don't forget we're on every Tuesday. We do from 8 p.m. to 11 Eastern Standard Time. We have approximately six minutes left. <laughs> and then we're going to uh, call it tonight. But um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, King Cadence, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Awesome poet. Um, um, there's a new caller, area code 815. Welcome. Mm -hmm. That's my partner in line there. Oh, okay. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, good evening. Yes, good evening. Would you like to spit some poetry? We have approximately five minutes, and if you'd like to do a piece Solo or yeah. a collab with King Cadence? I can do a collab with King Cadence or we actually collab partner. You're welcome to do so. Okay. Um let me see. We'll do um um hold on um real quick. Um good gracious. All right, let me wait. There we go. Love one, mm -hmm. let me wait. All right. The time is right. Nights of opportunities missed indeed. I see the importance of business. But those kisses close distance and my hunger simply goes with it. Memories of seductive energy are truly these lonely night remedies. We set scenes erotic in nature far more than those simplistic worded scenes. Minds connected vibes are blessing. My tone reverberating, reverberating Chris Brown playing initiates that you're ready. Confess to me the contents of our old peach cobbler recipes. Stirring the slices and mixing the sweetness and staying extra long to perfect the heavy creams. Be sure to heat until beautifully moist when stirred deeply. Later for sleeping, later for later. I need engaging, non-tame, no games, and acts of evens. That's leading to the heavy breathing, release count deepens until you question. My God, what is the reason? You give in to needing to keep reading to where this is leading. No mistakes as I make you quite simple because love won't let me wait. I understand that feeling immediately when you said that love wouldn't let you wait because I can't hesitate to celebrate the love between you and I every evening. And it's not a wedding day because our ever happily ever after romance can Finally be one, and your last name be mine, too. That's what I'm looking forward to, see. I go to bed at night with sweet dreams with me and you. 
So the reality will always be the focus of my daytime. You constantly on my mind. I can't wait no more than you can. I wouldn't hesitate, nor would I stop to. Not ever. Because loving you is what I do. I was born to. You are my soulmate, the one I was waiting for. All those before you were just practice for the real game. This is a touchdown. We're at the Super Bowl and I scored. I'm so happy. I'm going to do my end zone dance while you clap your hands and celebrate me and all of our love for all of infinity. This time will never end. It will continue to last because once I put my tiny hand inside your love, your large one, I knew that this love of ours was built to last. He's King's Cadence. I'm Gina Storm. Together with Storm's Cadence. That's our piece. Mm. Wow, that was hot. Um, so how long have you and King Cadence been doing collabs? Oh. Over a year. Yeah, over a year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so still kind of fresh and new. Um, I think you two should continue doing collabs, and <laughs> I really like, yeah, I really like that piece. I think there's a little, there's that break in between, like when King Cadence, uh, he stopped before you start in. You should consider maybe doing some something vocal if either of you sing or just having some music as a filler. Of the two of us, he's a singer, but usually he sends me the piece that he wrote because when I do my, a collab with him, I'm freestyling. So I mm-hmm. don't know what the last word is of his piece and when I should start, but there's usually not a hesitation or this beat is just a Something musically speaking that should be added. We, we have so, a producer yeah. who keeps up our tracks to music and puts them on SoundCloud and YouTube. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, most of every collab we've done has a, a music background. We call that a drive run when we do it. Yeah. There aren't any music companies yet. So, yeah, we usually do drive runs on the show and then we get the feel for the piece and then by the time we're comfortable with it, we record it. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's your vibe <laughs> when you're collabs for sure. A little musicality there. Yeah, definitely keep that, keep it right in there for sure. Yes, indeed. Nice yeah, piece, yeah, though. I, I like Very nice, very nice. I, I tell him because he writes his poetry that we do together in collaboration. That he puts down mm-hmm. the, the foundation that I build the house of love on. So it's easy for me to freak out to him because I know okay. how he feels and how I feel. And when we put those two together, it becomes a poetic collaboration. Mm, so you two have soul pins, huh? Like soulmates. 
Your pins are so oh, so tight. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my fiance, so it makes it easy. Oh, okay, okay. All right, ma'am. Beautiful. We'll definitely continue to make good poetry together with your class and continue to do what you love. You know, don't change it if it's not broke. If it's not broke, don't I'm fix it. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for calling. It was wonderful. I had a hard time calling in on Tuesday night, so I was so glad when you sent me this number and, and that I had oh. a chance to get on before you guys ended the show. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And we always do our open mic. Usually we start at about 10 o'clock, so feel free to call in. And if you call in at 9, we have our free publishing tips hour from 9 to 10. And if you call in at 8, that's when we have our feature artists in the spotlight. Okay, thanks again. So for now, we're going to... Yes, you're very welcome. Very welcome. So for now, we're going to uh, close for tonight and looking forward to coming back again on next week, Tuesday. Um, and just wanted to remind everyone, don't forget, this is Buy Black Week. So for those who have not supported a Black-owned business, you still have time. It started on uh, June the 17th, which is Monday, and it ends on June the 23rd, Buy Black Week. And this is nationally. So let's support our Black-owned businesses. If we support them, they can thrive. If they thrive, we all win as a community. So peace and blessings to all. Stay encouraged, stay inspired, and never stop writing. That's what's key. And again, this is your show host, Sage the Page Poet. That is my signature. Join me again next Tuesday, 8 p.m., TalkShoe.com, Internet Server. Peace and blessings to all.